0: Tonight I pray that we know our God. That we know our God. There's so much greatness resting in this room that we need to awaken. That we need to awaken tonight. That's why it's these, these hymns that we're singing. We say, God, take the old things and make it new again. The pursuit of our fathers and the fathers that has gone before them Lord God the hunger to see Jesus come to a generation that pure pursuit of Jesus awaken it in us Lord God awaken it in us Lord God start with us tonight before revival is birthed in the church start in my life first Lord God let me be hungry Let me be desperate, let me be thirsty. Your word declares that blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. I pray that you raise up a generation that will be fasting and praying. When others are feasting, we will be fasting. When others are feasting, we will be fasting, Lord God. Raise up a generation that will be hungry for your presence. Hungry for your presence, Lord God. We lay down our titles. We lay down our names to make the name of Jesus famous. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In this atmosphere, you may have your seats. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, when the Holy Spirit's in the room, you can't just move on. It's not service as usual. It's not services i am preaching tonight but i never came to church to go home that doesn't mean i want to go home late either <laughs> i want to say this that i'm at home when i'm when when we're pushing for the presence of god the power of the holy spirit doesn't work in long services the power of the holy spirit works where those are in the place, where those who are in the place who are ready to receive Him. And I I love this thing about hunger because hunger in the Spirit works different to hunger in the flesh. You have to stop eating in the flesh to get hungry again. But the more you eat in the Spirit, the more you want to eat and the more you can eat and the more you can partake. The more you will want of Him, And I really believe this, that is a, I see so many young people here tonight and I'm so excited about this. Because you see, young people, can I, can I speak, dads and moms, can I speak to the young people for two seconds? Can I encourage them for two seconds? Do you know why young people in a church is important? Because young people is the zeal of the church. Young people is the fire of the church. Young people is the shout of the church. Young people, you see the Bible says in Habakkuk that, 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 that they who, who read it must run with it. Uh, uh, the fathers are seeing, the fathers are dreaming, but the young people must run. The young people must run. I want to say that when you catch the fire of God, have you paid attention when you're driving? Um, we on the, we in the Eastern Cape, so um, a couple, well, Generally in summer we have fires on the in the in the along the N2 from Port Elizabeth uh, to Cape Town. Sometimes there's fires. Uh, but a fire is so attractive, it's so dangerous, yet so attractive that people pull over on the side of the road, get out of their cars, and take photos. They're like, yo, bro, it's a fire, man. <laughs> Can you see it, Brew? It's a fire. <laughs> you know? But here's the thing about the fire of God, it's the same. When the fire of God is upon you, watch how you get more friends. <laughs> you alone because you don't have the fire. <laughs> you trust in God for a husband, catch the fire. You trusting God. You know when you have the fire of God upon you, as a man of God, as a woman of God, God, God will cause you to be in a position where you can decide who you will marry. And, and you choose on purpose. You choose on purpose. You don't choose the first person that slides into your DMs. You choose on purpose. And, and tonight, I know we spend a bit of time in worship, um, but I just want to encourage us shortly, probably for like the next 10 minutes. You see, there's a story in the Bible in, in 1 Kings. And it, it, it's about the prophet Elijah. And... Um, King Ahab says this about the prophet. They said, where is the troublemaker of Israel? This was one guy. One guy was called a troublemaker. One person. You see, tonight, the title of my message is The Power of Two, but you you can't have two unless you start with one. Simple maths. Quick maths. Some people want to be worth, but they can't be. And so, so many times you you think that when you find the right person, you become the right person. But to find the right person, you have to be able to be the person that you want all on your own. This is why the gospel of Jesus is so powerful. The Bible goes on and it, it, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. I promise you, if you go to 1 Kings, it is in the Bible. I promise you. Go there right now while I'm sharing. Um, but you see, as... As the story evolves, um, this is one prophet that is taking on all the prophets of Baal. You see, when we catch the fire of God, we will realize it's important that you understand who you are in Christ. Who you are in Christ. Someone comments on your, 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 your profile pic and they say, yo bro, your nose is so big and then all of a sudden, you you just don't want to go anywhere you know when you're talking to people you're like hey what's up man (laughs) yeah but you see when (laughs) that's a dumb example but when you when you find yourself in Christ no filter on Instagram is going to tell people who you are when you find yourself in Jesus come on When you find yourself in Jesus, my wife looks amazing when she has makeup on, but she's very beautiful without that makeup on. Come on. She's the most beautiful. Come on. You know what? Maybe when you just get married, you know, um, then you wake up before your husband wakes up and you run to the bathroom, brush your teeth quickly, put some stuff on and then make like you're sleeping again. You know, uh, but you see, the thing is this, when, when you come into realizing that what happened with, with, with Elijah is that he, he asked the children of Israel, why are you between two opinions? Why are you between two opinions? You know why you're not radical? Because you're between two opinions. You know why you're not calling out everyone that is not according to the will of God? It's because you're between two opinions. You see, I'm not interested if you like me. Jesus loves me. So if you don't like me, it's okay. But Jesus loves me. But he says, Why do you fall to between two opinions? In Afrikaans say choose where you want to be. Come on, am I speaking to a generation here tonight of young people that's saying, God, we're gonna choose where we wanna be. Are there fathers, mothers in this place that's saying, God, I'm gonna choose. You know what, here's the thing. They get to a place where, where he says to the, the prophets of Baal, he says, I tell you what, let's do the same thing. Let, let, me, let me build the altar and you build the altar. Let me put a sacrifice and you put a sacrifice. I tell you what, I'm gonna make it more interesting. Throw as much water as you want to on my sacrifice. Throw as much water. You see, when you understand God, it doesn't matter how much the world wants to water down what God wants to do in your life. It doesn't matter how much water they're gonna put on this thing. They wanna dumb your fire. Pastor B, you're preaching too loud. It's okay. Uh, The Bible says, blow the trumpet in Zion. It doesn't say, it doesn't say put the trumpet in the back room. It says blow the trumpet in Zion. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get followers of Jesus. I'm here to pull a generation out of complacency and say, you know what? Be be wise. There are two altars. There are two altars. Here's the thing. Tonight, you see, When there's two altars, it means that you can either decide when you're standing alone and there's about 400 on this side and you alone, fear creeps in. But you see, when you look at Elijah's life, he's got so many testimonies. What's that song? It says, God and I have history. Now you see, sometimes you forget that where you are right now is not where you used to be. It's not where you used to be. You see, just like David, when he took on Goliath, he had the lion and the bear. I don't know what testimony you have, but don't be silent because there's power in your testimony. There's power in your testimony. There's power in your testimony. You know what? Let me say this, young people. Let me say this. That when you are pursuing God, a powerful testimony is not someone who left God who got onto drugs and then went to rehab. Rehab didn't work. They got more more drugs at rehab. Came out of rehab and then they they, they had an encounter one Sunday morning and then they come to Jesus and and we call that a powerful testimony. A powerful testimony is someone who chooses Jesus when they're young and stay pure. That's a powerful testimony. That's a powerful testimony. I wanna say this to young people. Don't listen to the lies that this world is telling you. The world is calling you a troublemaker. The world is saying, you know what, uh, uh, this and that about you. But here's the thing, when you can stand for Jesus, when you can stand for Jesus, when you can stand and, and and there's, there's you've got to decide. But you see, when you've got history with God, you understand that God's done it before, He's got to do it again. He's done it before, He's got to do it again. So here we see that, that at the, when people are lukewarm, think about it. Elijah spoke to the Israelites, which meant that he could have had an army behind him. But he was alone. Because you see, some people just want to watch you serve God. <sighs> but you see, if we can decide, I want to say sometimes even though we're married, we've got to decide on our own to follow Jesus. Jesus. We've got to decide because you know what? Our children are watching us. Our children are watching us. If you, men- if you mention I don't lead worship like we do on stage together, at some point my children are going to grow up and think that's fake. They're going to think it's a show. It's a show what we're doing on a Sunday. But this is not a show. This is an encounter with God. And you see, what God's about to do um, you have to realize that even as we journey, and, and, and I'm going to conclude now, even as we journey, you have to realize that when the power of God, when God responded with power, when God responded with power, you know what ended, what happened to the prophets of Baal? They weren't counseled. Elijah didn't call them in and say, you know what, if you join us today, if, if if you guys want to cross over to the other side, you see so many times we want we want to establish God. We see the power of God, but we don't kill the prophets of Baal. Elijah took the prophets of Baal and killed them. All four hundred plus of them, killed them. You see, if you want to stand for Jesus, you need to silence the other voices. Notice they were called prophets. They were called prophets. Pay attention to this generation. Everyone called prophets are not prophets of God. Everyone that's called pastors are not pastors of God. They might have the title, but they don't have the relationship. Neither do they have the fruits that say they are from God. And I want to say to you tonight that if you come to the Lord tonight and you say, God, start with me. Start with me. The Bible says if one can put a thousand. Now if, if you are being used as powerful as Elijah. If one can put a thousand. Two, 10,000, What about us? What about us? It's so significant that God uh, put this on, on profit for me to share on the power of two. When you mentioned I didn't even plan to flow like we flow today. We, she was just going to come up tonight and worship with me. And, and then I said, hey, love, don't you just want to pray before I preach? And for those of you who are here in the service, I mean, this woman can pray. She shifts atmospheres. So when, what happens when, when one person catches the fire and another person catches the fire and another person catches the fire? You don't have to wait for people to invite you to the altar. When it's worship, you want to come to the altar and worship. When it's, when it's a time to surrender, you want to get in there. And you know what? As a church, we need to come to a place where we realize the altar, and I keep saying this, the altar is not for broken people. The altar is for people who want to be living sacrifices. To encounter God. To receive God. To, to catch the fire of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in Acts 2 verse 1. Let's all stand together. The Bible says this in Acts 2, verse 1. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with one accord in one place. It feels like tonight. They were all with one accord in one place. I'm going to say that again. It feels like tonight. They were all with one accord. In one place now now if you if you look at it um, there's a story in Mark 2 the Bible says and again Jesus came to Capernaum and four four guys carried one person to Jesus but there was a bit of an obstacle but you see this is something really powerful and I want to I want to make the altar call right now on this is that we need to trust God for a generation that will carry people to Jesus that will carry people to Jesus. It's four people. The number four is significant because there's four seasons. There's, there's, there's four directions. Um, there's there's, there's, there's uh, four corners in a square. I just said that for fun. Um, and <laughs> but we need, we need to have a generation that's saying, God, I'm ready, choose me. God, I'm ready, choose me. Because you see, that one person, they put so much effort to get that one person to Jesus. But you know what is powerful? Jesus just didn't heal him. Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. We're gonna see a generation free from sin because we're hungry for him. Because we're hungry for him. Come on, with every head bowed and every eye closed in this place, if you're hungry for the Lord, I just want you to lift up your hands I just want you to lift up your hands. I just want you to lift up your hands. If you're hungry for the Lord in this place, just raise your hand right now. Raise your hand right now. Just just receive from the Holy Spirit. If the worship team can just come up and join me. I just want to speak to every man and woman in this place. If you say, God, I I want to receive the power of the Holy Spirit to make an impact on our generation. If you want to make a significant change in this generation and you say, God set me apart. I want to be separated from my friends. I want to be separated from my family. I want to pray with you tonight. And I want to trust God that He will fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit you in this place just make your way to the altar tonight and we're gonna pray for you the pastors are gonna believe God with you if you're in this place and you say God I need a new touch from you I need a fresh touch from you even it be one man one woman that is saying God I'm hungry for you I'm desperate for you come on Young people, I want to pray for you tonight and I want to lay my hands upon you and believe that the Holy Spirit can fill you with His power tonight. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Respond to the Holy Spirit. Parabande robosot roboshe Ribrandero boso komo kondorosho Ribrasika bandera robo Ribrana bandero boso Oh glory glory, glory.
1: Is the glory forever? Amen.
2: Yours is the king.
0: head bowed and every eye closed in this place maybe you've been in the altar already but i feel it's so important that you make a commitment to jesus and if there be one person in this place one man or one one woman in this place young lady young man if you're in this place dad mom and you need to surrender your life to jesus you need to give your life to the lord if you're in this place i just want you to raise your hand really high say pastor b i want to give my life i see your hands i see your hands i see your hands Come on, I see your hand. I see your hands at the back there. I see your hands. If you're giving your life to Jesus, I want you to take a real step of boldness and I want you to take a walk to the altar right here and come and join us in the front. Come on, you're walking away from yesterday. You're walking away from the things that held you bound yesterday. Come on, family. Let's celebrate. The Bible says that when one sinner comes to repentance, all of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. rejoices all of heaven rejoices. Come on, come on. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Come on, come on. Everyone that's in the front of you, I want you to lift your heads and look at me. I want you to lift, I do this whenever I do an altar call and people give their lives to Jesus. I want you to realize that wherever you're coming from, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, they are new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. And I know this is crazy because I just asked you to get up out of your seats and walk in front of all of these people that you don't know. But I want to tell you something really powerful, that as you made this decision and you left your seats, you just joined the biggest family on earth. You just joined the biggest family on earth. You have, you have brothers and sisters in Port Elizabeth that you don't even know. That you don't even know, but we family. So I want to officially welcome you to the biggest family on earth, the kingdom of God. And the reason why I asked you to lift your heads, because when you come to Jesus, we, we, and I love using this illustration, as you guys walked out of your seat, you left the old version of yourself in those seats. And so whatever you were struggling with before, right now, whatever you were battling with before, right now, you're leaving that at that seat. You're leaving that at your seat. I want to say that God is going to release hope. God's releasing hope over you. God's releasing hope over you. Some of you don't understand God's love. You don't understand this love that you're feeling. It's the Holy Spirit coming over you touching your life because he loves you think about it God brought me all the way from Port Elizabeth to preach tonight in a service that you decided to come to so that you can encounter the love of the Holy Spirit this is how much he loves you so I want to pray with you and then I, I know the team over here is going to lead you just to we just want to get your details and make sure that you loved and looked after Father I pray for everyone in this altar right now Father I pray that your love, Father God, would come and overwhelm them right now, Father God. Even as I'm standing here, I can sense your love in this place. And I pray, Father God, that their souls are saved today, Father God. That their names are written in the Lamb's book of life, Father. That heaven knows their names, Lord God. Heaven knows their names. And I pray today, Father, that you make the crooked path straight in their lives, Lord God. I pray that from today, they will be the head and not the tail that they will be above and not beneath, that you will be their rear guard. You'll be to the left and to the right of them. I declare that you will go before them, Father. Today, I pray, Father God, that whatever battles they are facing, I pray today, Father, that you give them the victory tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you, family. Pastor Stefan, you can just follow, just follow the ashes the, the over here in red. They'll direct you. Thank you, family. God bless you.